Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, good afternoon here from the heartbeat of the country, Chicago, Illinois. We're beaming out all over the world on AM 1160. There's a downloadable app out there, so anywhere you are, uh, you have a website, a web connection, you can hear us. But again, Faith Marketplace equips individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And today we've got a fabulous leader today with us. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and also the founding partner of the Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At the Samurai Business Group, we have a slogan. We put the win back in your sales. So go out and check us out, SamuraiBizGRP.com. Well, I told you, fasten your seatbelts because I do have a fabulous guest today. And I'd like to introduce you to Julia Oltmans. She is the Assistant Vice President, Employment Law at Zurich North America. Big outfit. And boy, she has got some fabulous things. We're going to break some myths today. She's a myth buster today about what you can do in a public company. So welcome, Julia. Hi, Bob. How are you? I am fabulous. And I can't wait to get at this because you and I had some great conversations and you opened my eyes to a couple of things. And I hope our audience is definitely going to have a lot of note taking today. But, you know, I was intrigued by the quote that you wrote, uh, you know, uh, the place God calls you is the place where your deep gladness and the world deep hunger meets. Uh, tell me about that. How did you pick that? Yeah, you know, when um, a few years ago, when I first really kind of learned about faith and work or learned, right, that there was this concept about integrating your faith and work, I started reading everything I could get my hands on. And so came across that quote because, um, you know, I had been, I had spent my career in more of a secular career and, you know, employment law and different public, large public companies. And I really thought that calling was only for someone called to the ministry, you know, <laughs> called to be a preacher or pastor. That was what I thought calling was. And so it was when I came across this quote and I was reading um, everything I could about faith and work that it really opened my eyes that calling is much, much different and much more broad than what I had previously thought it was. Yeah, I love that. And uh, folks, you got I'm telling you, you're going to be really intrigued by this because, uh, as Julia said, you know, uh, you know, this wasn't a concept that she was familiar with, and we're going to get into a little bit as to what happens. But, you know, a couple of areas we're going to cover today is Christian employment groups are having a big impact on large corporations. She's going to really illuminate that for you. Faith is part of diversity and inclusion. She's really been at the heartbeat in the center of that. And a new way to approach diversity and inclusion training, which is really cool. So let's back up a minute, Julia. Why don't we share with our audience, uh, did you come out of Bouncing baby Christian girl. 
Yes, I did. I grew up in the church. Um, my dad was the song leader at church. My parents, you know, taught Sunday school. So definitely grew up in the church. Um, but, you know, I feel like I then spent most of my life um, just thinking, oh, you know, you go to church on Sunday, right? You, right. you know, you do this, you do that. And that's really all that there is to the Christian life. And um, I really feel like um, it's been about um, 10 years ago now that I feel like God really disrupted, you mm. know, my life and, and dis, you know, you know, sometimes God has to push us out of our comfort zone, right? Otherwise we'll just stay and keep doing the same things we were doing. And, and so I feel like God kind of disrupted my career about 10 years ago. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe God doesn't want me in the corporate world. You know, maybe, you know, maybe there's somewhere else, right, that that I'm supposed to be. And I really went through a period of time of um, wondering, you know, should I go work for an explicitly Christian organization? Is that why this has happened to me, right? Or is that what God's trying to tell me right now? <laughs> um, and and, and uh, didn't realize, again, at that time, I didn't realize you could be on mission, you know, and you could be living out your faith in a secular environment. You didn't have to go work at Moody Bible Institute, you know, or you didn't right. have to in college or, 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 you know, some other um, explicitly Christian institution to integrate your faith and work. That was completely foreign to me. So I really had to go on a learning journey about that. Yeah. And you aren't alone. Uh, many, many of uh, the folks we've interviewed and many of my friends, same thing. They bifurcate their life, you know, uh, Sunday's for church and Monday we leave Jesus in the car and we go to work, you know, so <laughs> you're not alone with that. But I was so intrigued and fascinated when we had our conversation. So uh, in your early, uh, why don't you give a play, a play for the audience, some of this uh, secular business work that you've done. And then all of a sudden, where did that epiphany happen for you? All of a sudden, that wait a minute. God does have a calling for me. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I actually, as I, you know, was describing, I first thought I was supposed to leave the corporate world and applied for all these positions and didn't get a single one of them was feeling really <laughs> discouraged. And then all of a sudden this job at Zurich insurance company kind of fell in my lap. And I thought, really, God, you want me to go to an insurance company? I was so confused. I really <laughs> was the last thing I expected, right? That was that God wanted me to go to an insurance company. And so I get there. And again, I'm an employment lawyer. I've been working in, in corporations for a number of years. And I really had developed a specialty in diversity and inclusion. Mm. Um, I was the attorney who worked with the uh, you know, HR teams and and the diversity and inclusion um, professionals on those kind of efforts. And so I get to Zurich and I find out that there's been a group of Christians who has been wanting to form a Christian employee group for a number of years and hasn't been able to do it. And that's actually what my specialty is, is these employee resource groups, they're called. And they mm -hmm. they sit underneath the umbrella of the diversity and inclusion initiatives within a large company and there are women's groups and there are African-American groups and, you know, a whole host of employee resource groups that companies, large companies will have under this diversity and inclusion umbrella. And Zurich had a number of those, um, but there had been a group of Christians that said, well, well, we want to have a Christian group also and had been trying to get started. And so I really found myself, wow, you know, I, um, you know, had never thought about having you know, a Christian group under, you know, that kind of uh, <laughs> an initiative, a program. 
I hadn't seen that at any of the companies I had worked in previously. Um, and so I really, you know, that was just something new. And I had to think about what role do I play? Because I'm actually, I help to draft the policy about who gets to be, who gets to form an employee resource group. I helped draft that. And I was on the committee that got to decide when a, a group of employees would apply to be an employee resource group. I was on the committee who decided whether they would be approved or not. And so I thought, wow, I'm really kind of in a strange position here. You know, this is, the, this has really put me in a little bit of a, a conflict, me, a, a, you know, a strange tension. Let me, yeah, let me back up a little bit here. So, uh, your mindset coming into this or before this, you didn't have, even with all your diversity and inclusion, that wasn't a subject that would come up about the, you know, uh, secular groups or, or religious groups or any of that kind of stuff? In well, at one of the previous companies I worked in, the policy actually was drafted to say um, that you can't have uh, really? one of these employee groups that is for political or religious purposes. So that's mm. actually the you know, the background that I had had come from. Mm-hmm. And I, when I got to Zurich, I looked at the policy and it didn't say that, you know, it didn't say you couldn't have one mm. that was religious oriented, but I just hadn't, hadn't had that experience yet, you know, hadn't been exposed to that yet. This was um, a, a little over five years ago is and, when I went to Zurich. And so that was new to me. Why And why would companies have that in their policies of, of excluding those things? Yeah, I, I really think, and 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 I uh, really was a victim, of, and and really was a part of this as well. When you kind of grow up in that human resources, right, HR, employment law world, we always um, had the old adage that oh, you don't talk about politics and religion at work, right? Because that's going to mm. be trouble for your HR team. That's going to be trouble for your you know HR issues mm. if you talk about politics and religion at work. So. I think that was the old adage. And I really, again, you know, had grown up believing that. And that's what I had learned as well when I came out of law school. And so I didn't think anything of it, actually, when I worked at that previous company and that was in the policy. But now we're in a different we're in a different phase. We're really this diversity and inclusion Mm -hmm. um, initiative and the momentum right that we have around that topic is causing many, many companies to reevaluate right. that old premise, you know, that we all had before. Yeah. Yeah, I know that I got exposed now to some pretty large corporations that really turned this thing around because there is a lot of diverse groups. And, uh, you know, you can't you know, re- restrict one at the, ex- you know, at the expense of another, right? So uh, it's kind of interesting how this has really come full circle. So in the next segment, we're going to do a deeper dive, folks, as to what that looked like for her and this epiphany. And then sitting on this committee and being a Christian, you know, the balancing act that she had to do and navigating all that. So we're going to be back here with Julia Oltmans in this next segment. But, hey, listen, we got a couple of new sponsors on here, and I'm just proud and tickled as punch to have them. Ambassadors for Business has created a community. They're out of Minneapolis and we're bringing that into Chicago. So uh, go out to the website. You can read all about that. And what I'm really excited about, we've launched G7, which is explicitly Christian networking group for Christian businesses here in Chicago, the first chapter of many that are to come across the whole country. So also get out to faithmarketplace.com. Go out there and check out both Ambassadors for Business Uh, AFB and G7 and uh, get educated in that. And I'll answer any questions and anybody wants to know anything about it, 
please contact me. We'll get you going. We're going to be right back here with my special guest, Julia Oltmans, the Assistant VP Employment Law at Zurich, North America. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with Julia Altmans, the Assistant Vice President of Employment Law at Zurich, North America. And uh, Julia, why don't we just start out a little bit here and share with the audience, uh, what is Zurich in North America for those that don't might not know this company? Yeah, so Zurich is part of the global insurance company that's based in Zurich, Switzerland, actually. So we are in many, many com- uh, countries across the globe. And then I, I specifically work for the North America, um, you know, Zurich, North America, that's based in Schaumburg is where our headquarters are. You might, for folks in the Chicago area, they may have seen the beautiful state-of-the-art glass building that went in right next to Highway 90 in uh, Schaumburg. Mm-hmm. Um we're, we are a global insurance provider. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of folks may not know. I want to make sure the context of this to set this up because this is even bigger. You know, what you did here uh, to be able to do this is, uh, to me, is just uh, has it has global ramifications to it. So uh, the other thing, too, folks, I'm going to tease you a little bit. Julie has got a fabulous giveaway today, so you're going to have to pay attention uh, when I make that announcement as to what you have the opportunity to get today. So... We're going to give that to you a little bit later, so keep listening because there's a, a goodie we're going to be giving away. Julie, you know where we left off is that you had uh, all of a sudden coming to Zurich, you and, and you felt God's presence as to, okay, I'm this expert in diversity and inclusion, and now we're faced with uh, a situation where we have a Christian group coming and wanting to meet, and uh, and that hadn't been progressing anywhere, so... Um, why don't you fill in some of the rest of the story for us? So you've got put on this committee, right, to figure this out? Right. right. So um, I actually found myself in one of those committee meetings. Um, so this is the committee that would review any employees who wanted to apply to be uh, recognized as an employee resource group. We call them ERGs for mm-hmm. short. So some of your listeners may hear, hear that term ERG for employee resource group. Mm-hmm. And so myself in one of the committee meetings where there was a discussion about the Christian group that had, uh, you know, been trying to form and, um, and, and really for the most part, everybody else on the committee was very hesitant, really, you know, thought that this was going to be a controversial, you know, would be a controversial group. It would be very divisive. So there was a lot of reluctance and resistance to um, to proceed and, and to approve a group based on faith. And so I really left that, that meeting and went home and said to my husband, uh, you know, I think I'm supposed to do something about this. And, <laughs> and I really was like an Esther moment, you know, mm-hmm. for such a time as this, I am in my position and on the committee, right. And, and um, have this expertise in, diversity and inclusion. And so I reached out to the head of HR um, that night and just told him all the reasons I thought that a a faith-based group and a Christian group specifically could be really beneficial for the company, right? All the positive things that a, you know, an employee resource group based on faith, based on um, Christian beliefs could, you know, all the um, 
supportive environment, right? Encouragement, love your neighbor, right? Like all the great (laughs) things that come from a group like that. That, and I didn't think that it had to be done in a way, right? That was divisive and that would be offensive to to other uh, people of other faiths in the Mm. company, anything like that. And so thankfully, um, the head of HR was really receptive. He said, if you would be involved in this, I think that would go a long way to alleviate, you know, the worries and concerns. And so actually, Bob, before I knew it, I was the co-chair of the Christian group, <laughs> not at all what I, you know, had set out to do or what I, what I had um, anticipated. But before I knew it, they had asked me to be the co-chair of the, the Christian group. I love it. So how did, what resistance did you have or what was, the, what was the reason for the resistance other than the myth that this is going to cause divisiveness or whatever? Is that, was that the main reason? Well, a couple of things. I mean, um, we had applied to be a Christian group specifically. Now you're going to see some, some big companies, a lot of companies that have an interfaith or a multi-faith, you know, group rather right. than right, having a specific group for specific faiths. But at that time, um, you know, there weren't any other uh, employees of other faiths who were kind of stepping forward, you know, and interested in forming, you know, a multi-faith or an interfaith group. It was only the Christian employees who had, you know, had really um, come together to do that. So um, what we what we proposed and what ultimately was uh, agreed upon was that the Christian group would form first because that's the employees, right, who had applied to be recognized as an ERG, but that we uh, in the Christian group would really support and mentor and help individuals of other faiths, you know, within the company to form Mm -hmm. their own ERGs. And then we could have an interfaith um, sort of umbrella or network, you know, where we could all learn from each other and work together on certain events and, and things like that. And so you'll see a lot of large companies have some uh, some variation, you know, on mm-hmm. this model, right? Where some of them have an interfaith or a multi-faith group and they don't have, um, you know, the energies uh, yeah. underneath, right? For each um, faith. But I think you, you're you seeing more and more um, that within the interfaith model, you still have a place where each faith individually, right? Can gather with people who, you know, believe this, the sure. same as they do and, and things like that. So, that was one of the big obstacles is we had to figure out a way to overcome that concern. So now that you're the co-chair of this thing and you're getting this off and you said there was some interest. So how, how big was the group with it when it started? Yeah. So it was actually, um, and I, I have to tell you too, Bob, cause I think your listeners might be interested in this, that um, at the time where God called me to be the co-chair of this group, I had never prayed out loud before in front (laughs) I had never uh, I don't think I'd even been in a women's bible study um at that point or any kind of bible study um where you did a deep dive you know bible study um I had just started I had always scripture had always been a part of my life but I think just a couple months previous to this I had decided I'm gonna read the whole bible you know myself front to back this was just like two months earlier so it's so crazy how God called me and I, I really believe, right, that he doesn't call the equipped. He yep. equips the called. Yep. And he he placed me, you know, in this position. 
And then he equipped me, right, to, to do what I needed to do to be a leader of the group. But um, so I just really kind of walked in faith, you know, through that time and, and felt very much in over my head <laughs> at times. But, um, but the group ended up being the fastest growing employee resource group that Zurich had ever had. Um, within three months, we had 300 uh, employees as members. Today, it's it's now three years later, and we now have uh, 450 wow. um, members across Canada and the U.S. Wow! And um, we have a pr- weekly prayer meeting. We have small groups that meet all over the U.S. We have um, you know different kinds of events. We have a Tuesday at noon. You can meet to be sharp iron sharpens iron. It's we mm-hmm. call it our sharper session where we you know dive deep into into a topic. So um, the opportunities to be discipled and the opportunities, right, to grow in your faith with your colleagues are just unbelievable. And we have 450 employees taking advantage of, of those that opportunities. That is fabulous. What a great story and God story. Man, oh man, that's a, that's a God story. How has that affected the company and how, the, how they view it now, the, you know, the management of the company? Yeah, I mean, it's become, uh, you know, we one of the other things that we did is to partner with the other employee resource groups, right? Because mm-hmm. that was one of the, you asked about obstacles, right, or mm-hmm. challenges. The concern was, is the Christian group going to oppose, you know, the other employee resource groups? Or are there gonna, is there going to be tension, right, or conflict? And so we really set out right from the beginning to build bridges with the other employee resource groups and to do joint events and to collaborate. So I'll give you an example. The um, emerging leaders, which is sort of a the younger generation, uh, you know, group or the you know newer in their career group. Right. Yeah. Um, we partnered with them uh, three years ago, and for the last three years, we have been bringing the Global Leadership Summit to to Zurich via oh, wow. uh, live stream at the same time. Right, the Global Leadership Summit uh, is happening, and so for three years. We've done that for our employees and had about 150 employees participate each year in the Global Leadership Summit. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's been amazing. So we we really feel like we've been able to bring some amazing content. We've been able to build bridges, you know, with the other employee groups. Um, we've been able to really just, um, it's an opportunity to, to change the way people think about Christians, right? By the way we operate in our workplace and the way we break down barriers and build bridges with others and just show that we love others, right? What does it mean to us to love? Well, folks, this is a perfect example of what she's saying is, I told you she was going to be a myth buster, and I got to believe that was a big part of what you had to do, Julia, because there was a lot of mindset out there about what Christians are, what they stand for, or what they're against and everything else. And by doing what you did, did you see a change in people's attitudes and and how they viewed things? Yes. I mean, from from people crying because they never thought they could bring their faith to work, right? So we have some Christians who were feeling that way to people of completely different faiths or atheists, right? Or another perspective, really coming to respect, you know, that that we could could show up with our faith in a very respectful and collaborative and loving approach. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to be back here again with Julia in the next segment, getting a little deeper in this and also uh, discovering a couple new things about Julia, particularly where she moved to. I think you're going to really enjoy that. So back, we're going to be back here with Julia Oatmans, uh, VP, Assistant VP of Employment Law at Zurich America. 
And I'm also going to have another announcement about uh, one of our new um, uh, you know, partners uh, for Faith Marketplace to come up. And I want you to pay particular attention because we're going to lift the covers off this special gift that Julia has for us here in the next segment. So, again, stay tuned. We're going to be back here with Julia. And uh, we're going to put a little bit more on this uh, subject of how you bring your faith into a secular company. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with Julia Oltmans, uh, the Assistant Vice President of Employment Law at Zurich America. And if you missed the first two segments, you're going to have to get out there and listen to the podcast because those were fabulous. But, uh, Julia, just to put a kind of a, a, a little bit more of a wrap on this thing, you said earlier that you had to start this whole concept of, of bringing your faith and work together uh, was so intriguing to you that you really had to dive into that. And you had, I think you got kind of quite surprised that there was a lot out there, right? Yes, that's right. So when I, you know, found myself unexpectedly uh, in the position of being the co-chair of this uh, Christian ERG, and I felt completely ill-equipped, you know, to be in that position, I uh, started trying to read everything I could get my hands on to research and yeah, did find right that there are a lot of books out there on faith and work. And I was so surprised that I really hadn't heard a sermon, you know, on the topic, <laughs> right. right? I hadn't heard it preached in in my uh, churches over the years. And, and so um, it really became a passion of mine where I really wanted to come bring it back to Zurich, right? And share mm-hmm. it with the members of our Christian group. And I now have had the opportunity you know, to speak right in other forums and at conferences and things. I just feel like there's so many people who aren't, don't, you know, or who are working in secular organizations and don't realize, right, that, that God has placed them there. You know, they, you know, I, I had a, that epiphany moment, right, that awakening moment. And um, there are so many people that God wants to use right where they are, right, in their secular companies, but they've never heard of this faith and work integration. And so I try whenever I can just to spread the word, you know, and to get more education out there. And you really created kind of a formula that for companies, right? For other people to take advantage of? Yes, I did. You know, I, after we formed, I created a toolkit for creating a Christian employee research group and kind of uh, the toolkit walks people through, um, you know, how we went about it and, you know, how we did overcome kind of those common objections and challenges. What were the things that we did to really um, establish that um, we were, uh, again, going to do things that were really positive and beneficial for the company? And, you know, one example of that is we we um, established a set of pillars. Mm. And so anytime anybody asks, well, what's your Christian group about or what are you going to be doing or why do you need to be a formal ERG, we would show them our pillars and our pillars were love your neighbor, you know, leadership, integrity, excellence, service. They're, they're things that no one could disagree with, right? All these things are wonderful for a, an organization. You know, all these things are really beneficial for a company. So no one could really debate, you know, when we started to share our pillars. So there's some things like that in, in the toolkit that I now share and, and teach, you know, we'll go uh, train others on how to go about this. Yeah, so you do take speaking engagements and people can engage you for those to be educated on that stuff, right? 
Yes, that's yeah. right. I mean, I think that's part of your outreach into communities and stuff like that. So, um, listen, we'll uh, have it. If you guys want to, uh, two things we're going to do now. We're going to give away uh, this special gift that Julia has been so generous to do. Every listener that texts me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword authentic will receive a video based on the book Authentic Conversations by Scott and Abigail Doust. Is it Doust? Um, Doust, that's yeah, right. Which is a basis for a D&I or Diversity and Inclusion Training Centered on Loving Others Well. Why don't you share with it what's in this video and how long is it? Yeah, it's it's uh, several minutes long. It's a it's a uh, kind of a little bit of a training that Abigail Doust has done for us at Zurich, and so um, Abigail came and trained our Christian Employee Resource Group on how to love others well at work. And so, you know, Abigail and Scott have been working on um, training folks in the ministry space and and you know church members for a while on how do we really love others well by having authentic conversations by walking alongside people who are hurting you know by really getting to know people and being good listeners and um i just thought this would be fabulous you know for our workplace right how Mm -hmm. because we we come together as this christian employee group and many of us in the secular you know in the secular space in a in a large company like this none of us have received any kind of ministry training right? right none of us have uh, our, we're, we're type A driven personalities, mm-hmm. a lot of us, right? Okay, and right. so um, we now are in a position where people who are going through a tough time are calling us and wanting us to pray with them or, you know, talk through something with them. And so I thought, wow, this is really valuable. We in the workplace, right, need to be better at listening, at walking alongside people who are hurting, going through tough things. It's, it's building that relationship with them, right? That's how we yeah. show them we love them. And then then we have an opportunity to share the gospel with them once we develop that relationship, I right? It. I love so, it. So um, Abigail has really been uh, using that training to train our our um, Christian employee group at, at Zurich, and, okay. and I'm sharing it with other Christian employee groups as well. And I thought this um, this training uh, video that we've got for your listeners would give them a taste of, of what's in their book yep. and the kind of training that they give. Okay, so this is a private URL that we're going to be giving back to you. So not everybody gets this. So you got to get out there and text me at 312-210-0603. Excuse me, 312-210-0603. The keyword is authentic. And we will get the uh, special URL for, for you to be able to view this video. Also, I, I don't know that uh, we'll publish, if, with your permission, what we'll do, um, Julia, is maybe publish how people can get a hold of you too that might be interested in having you speak, and particularly about those seven um, hills, you know. Uh, illustration that you give. So let's do that. Hey, real quickly, let's get into a couple of the other things too that I wanted to, to talk about. Um, what do you do to give praise to God in your business and in your daily work? Yeah, I, um, you know, I'm so happy when I see God using people in our workplace, right? And, and um, people realizing what their gifts are and realizing what their calling is. That's why I love that quote so much, right? Is I feel like since we have allowed people to um, be, uh, you know, integrated, right? With their faith at work, 
um, you're seeing people flourish, you know, and in our organization, we're seeing people be able to not feel like they're a divided person, right? The, who's one person on the weekend and someone else during the week, we're seeing them really be integrated. That means they're um, able to kind of reach their full potential and see what God, you know, is calling them to do in their job or in their uh, relationships or the, the, you know, their coworkers that they work with every day. And, and it's really beautiful um, when I see those dot the way the dots connected for me, right. Where I finally yeah. understood that God had a purpose for me in my employment law role. And in, you know, in this, um, you know, career that he had given to me, I finally connected the dots and could understand how that related to my faith. It's just beautiful. And I just praise God when I see other, you know, my coworkers, right. Having that aha moment yeah. and then are just really able to flourish. Folks, I wish you could see her face. She just lights up when she talks about this. And I have to tell you, uh, you know, from the day that I met you, I said, we've got to have you on. And we we wrestled with her a little bit because she's highly in demand, but we got her on here, folks. So hopefully you were uh, uh, really taking this all in and making copious notes. Hey, uh, I want to ask you, you know, all the experience you've had and you went for such a long time not connecting the dots between faith and work, what words of wisdom would you have for your younger self? Yeah, I mean, I do feel like I, um, you know, pursued that secular career. And um, in, and so even though I had, a, you know, had faith, right, and I, mm-hmm. I, I was on a Christian walk, um, you know, I would go back and tell myself that, you know, this life is not really about you. <laughs> you know, you're here, you're here for God's purpose, not your purpose. Like, I, I do think sometimes we... We've, we are searching, what's my purpose, right? What's mm-hmm. my meaning? Yeah. And the realization that I had over the last five years was it's not my purpose, right? It's not my meaning. It's what's God's purpose. You and bet. and God's purpose is really to love him and love others. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not actually that, that complicated. It's pretty simple. It's just, okay, God, in, in where you've placed me, in, in the job you have me in, in the company, in the neighborhood, right, in the community, yep. um, place me here. How do you want me to love others and love you right where I am? I love it. Hey, well, just quickly, let's let the audience know, too, you moved from Schaumburg out to Iowa, and uh, it's a very special place. What's what's it? Where are you living now? Yeah, so during the pandemic, we had the opportunity to move closer to our family, who's in Iowa, and... We are actually in Dyersville, Iowa, where the Field of Dreams yeah, there you go. was filmed and where the Major League Baseball game was this past summer uh, in, in Dyersville, Iowa. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so wrap this thing up. What's cool, funny, interesting, inspiring about Julia? Well, I, one thing that not everybody knows is that um, I am a singer, and when I was in college, I was in an acapella singing group that went to the national college acapella competition in New York city. We sang at Carnegie hall and my acapella group actually competed against John legends <laughs> group. And my group actually beat his group. Oh, and we goodness. were the runner up in the nation. And so we, my claim to fame, you know, is do I tell my kids that, you know, my group beat John legend and they say, <laughs> How's that? How's that worked for you over your life? You know, he's done a little bit better than you have in the the singing career side. Oh, I love that, Julia. Thank you so much. Again, get out there, folks, and text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword authentic.
and we are going to get in your hands a uh, URL downloadable of the video based on the uh, book Authentic Conversations by Scott and Abigail Dost, uh, which is the basis for DNI training centered on loving others well. Keyword is authentic. We're going to be right back again with Julia and our roundtable. It's a mystery roundtable. We're not going to tell you what it is. You got to come back and uh, find out what we're going to roundtable discuss here for uh, the next segment. But I can tell you, it's going to be really great, and you're going to want to be here for it, so don't miss it. We're going to be right back with my special guest, Julia Altman's Assistant VP, Employment Law at Zurich, North America. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Well, I got to tell you, we have mulled this mystery subject around, and we think this is going to be fabulous. So, again, Julia Altman's uh, Assistant Vice President, Employment Law at Zurich, North America, and I, and she is a subject matter expert, but it's a tough subject today. So this whole thing about diversity and inclusion and equity, uh, Julia, I know that it's been a hot topic and uh, certainly is fraught with a lot of uh, challenges. So. Uh, what's your viewpoint on this, and how can you you've effectively come at it a little bit different way? But uh, why is there so much consternation about this topic? Yes, we've definitely seen that um, research is showing that some of the diversity training, right, that have been used in the past, is actually resulting in people, um, you know, having pushback, right, and people, you know, saying. Um, I feel like this is very forced on me and it's not having right mm-hmm. the intended outcome. It's really resulting in more resistance, right. In um, among employees. And so, um, you know, what I have really been working on is how can we approach this diversity and inclusion topic in different ways? Um, you know, how can we overcome um, the, you know, divisiveness, right. That's been created. For example, you know, from a Christian perspective, right? Can we get back to every person is made in God's image, right? And they deserve um, dignity and to be treated with respect. And we are called to love one another, as as you and I have talked about on this yep. show multiple times, right? And so that really is, um, you know, one of the reasons I have uh, been working so closely with Abigail Doust, who we mentioned, who wrote the book Authentic Conversations, is we've been working on, she has done this research and this training and work on loving others well. Um, And she's been teaching folks in the ministry to do that. And I've said to her, Abigail, we really need to apply this concept of loving others well to the diversity area, you know, and we need to have training that can apply in secular organizations, right. And, you know, large corporate settings and all across the board. Um, But that is at the heart of it. It's about, you know, loving others well, um, treating everybody with dignity and respect because they're made in the image of God, right? And what does that look like? And what does that mean? And part of it, again, is what you and I talked about earlier, um, trying to just listen to others, understand somebody else's perspective, right? Be um, be empathetic, you know, walk, walk alongside them. We need to build relationships. We, as Christians, are designed for community, right? And we're designed to be in community, um, and we're designed to be in relationship and, and shine the light of Jesus to others, right? And so it's just really approaching the diversity subject from those, um, you know, frames of reference that I think we can all, you know, agree with, right, from a Christian standpoint. Right. Um, but 
unfortunately, um, the dialogue, right, has become, you know, very divisive. And you've, you've got, um, you know, people uh, um, within companies, right, and just in, in the social media setting and, and outside um, taking, you know, extreme positions, right, from each other. On right. This yeah. And I think that's where, uh, you know, that's where this gets into when you start getting these narratives that are just totally off the rail. And you got these two polar opposite groups there and they're in they're in the minority too it's amazing how low their voices are to be able to create this much kind of controversy because most people are centrist you know they want to get along with each other and they do want to respect and have some dignity but when you got these uh loud megahorns on each side shouting each other down and, and just dissing each other i think that's you know and the other thing too uh, simon Sinek just did a uh, a little uh, podcast on soft skills, okay, which mm-hmm. he re- redefined as human skills, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I love that because let's get back to being human again, you know? And yeah. in, in, that basically, inherently, we are born as being perfect, right? God didn't, doesn't create junk. And with that, then, we are have, we're flawed. You know, we have our own biases and our judgments and a lot of other things. But how are you helping people to have better conversations? I'm kind of really interested in how do you teach love how do you how do you have give people ability to diffuse situations and get on a you know kind of a more um i don't know common ground yeah i'll, I'll give you one example so after the death of george floyd in 2020 um we within our our christian employee resource group you know we really wanted um to do something to let our um African-American, you know, members, right, of our Christian group to know mm-hmm. that we um, really cared about them, that we loved them, we wanted to support them through kind of pain, right, and and mm-hmm. trauma that they were experiencing. And so we actually set up a monthly um, meeting that I was one of the leaders and then two African-American colleagues of mine joined me. And so the three of us, we actually called ourselves Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because we had the first meeting, we thought, ooh, we're walking into the fire. You know, we yeah. were, we, had, we started with a lot of prayer over every one of these meetings that we did monthly. Um, but the three of us would each week, um, we had, we found a, a guide that was actually for the ministry context. It wasn't for a workplace, you know, context, which uh-huh. is, and, you know, we need more things like this that are for secular workplaces, but we found a guide that helped us walk through, like, what are some things that we need to talk about? You know, can we, can we lament, you know, can we, um, you know, really um, try to just grieve, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the situation that we have as far as the division, you know, that we have between different races, right. And, and that, you know, where we are um, as people and, and can we walk through that together and just try to understand each other and have a conversation. So we did that every month and we're started in, July of 2020, and we're going to have our last one in December um, this year, and and so we've been doing it for a year and a half. And the relationship building and the healing that we've seen, and just the you know the African American um, colleagues that have joined us for that have just been so grateful to see people who care, right, and people mm-hmm. who want to walk with them um, through the hurt and the pain that they're feeling that that has just been, you know, immense, right? And in helping to heal and bring some reconciliation um, within our company. So it's just things like that. I think we just, yeah, can create opportunities to have a dialogue and to just show we care about each other. 
Yeah, and that's great. I mean, when you can get down to that human level, again, caring, right, and feeling somebody, having empathy for somebody else's situation, even though you wouldn't have a, the remotest idea of what that is about, right, because you don't live in, in some of those situations or have been, uh, you know, a subject of those kind of things. Uh, just hearing that out, uh, I think, and giving voice to it, it had to be a tremendous help for those that were grieving, but also... I would think that the folks uh, benefited a great deal from hearing another side of the story, right? Yes, there was so much education and awareness, yeah, that took place during those sessions. And But, you know, because we came at it from a Christian perspective, we also had the opportunity to say, you know, Jesus is really the answer right. <laughs> to all of this, right? Yep. And we, you know, we had the chance to ever pray, you know, every month that, Jesus would show us how to yeah. reconcile, right? He would show us how to bring healing and restoration on these issues. And so that was really beautiful as I, well, right? That we could all be in unity and praying for that. For, I, I love that. I love you. You hit on the P word to me, and that's the, the, the personal part of this is prayer. You know, and that, again, is another, uh, you know, a soft skill, basically. And how, how do we pray for something that is, you know, hits the subject? Oftentimes, you know, I've been around... And prayer comes in different ways, but I think bathing something in prayer gives a lot of clarity, uh, listening to God's voice and things and giving you clear instruction and direction that you can do. And, and also it just shows an enormous amount of respect for the power of prayer, you know, because prayer is amazingly powerful. I've got a couple of groups I'm in and it's amazing when you put the prayer requests out there for healing and all kinds of things and how those prayers are getting answered. Um, and they're answered in their own timing, but they're getting answered, and that's uh, that's really encouraging. I can't believe we're out of time already. I want to thank my special guest, Julia Altmans, Assistant Vice President of Employment Law at Zurich North American. I hope you feel the same way I did. I got an education today and a way to really way forward that we can get through some of these challenging issues. We'll be back next Saturday here on AM 1160. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.